Hello, and uh, thank you for clicking the listen button. My name is Dan, and I'm a private butler for homes and luxury holiday rentals around the world. I am new to podcasting as a listener, maybe over the last two months. And as a creator, I am brand, brand, brand new. This is my very first attempt. I love social media and what started out as a personal experience on platforms like Instagram soon turned into a professional space. But unlike my peers from chefs and housekeepers, personal trainers and chief stews on super yachts, I don't feel I'm able to fully document my job in photos properly, mainly down to privacy of my clients, but also at work, I'm a one-man band a lot of the time, and I definitely don't have a video edit brain. Plus, me setting up a tripod to take content of me going about my daily tasks would almost certainly end up filming things I shouldn't. So, I thought podcasting would be a great way for me to document what I do without getting in trouble. So welcome to episode one, um, how I got here and what is a modern day butler. At 17, I started working at Chichester Festival Theatre as an usher and box office clerk. My first proper boss was an incredible lady called Jana Edwards. She was Anthony Andrews' sister from Brighthead Revisited, if you're my age. Janet, she was the theatre manager and she made such an impact on me that even now when I'm in a challenging situation, I genuinely think, what would Janet do? Janet was one of the last breed of old school theatre managers and by that I mean it was a very social position. You had to be everything to everyone, including the leading actors, the staff and a nightly audience of 2,000 plus people. My years at Chichester were during a great time of high-profile actors and directors that in turn had equally high-profile um, audience members flock in to watch them and that led to endless fabulous parties. Now these parties were a lot of fun but for me they also gave me great insight into how people in these circles like to entertain and be taken care of. Jana, she glided everywhere she walked, always dressed impeccably and always had a smile on her face. She taught me very well on how to be in demand to large numbers of people at the same time and how to deliver unrivaled hospitality services whilst appearing invisible and never stealing focus. I will always be grateful for Jana Edwards. Over the years, I progressed up the theatre ladder, making it to house manager and theatre manager. And it was during my time as house manager in Edinburgh that I first encountered Joan Rivers. She was premiering her Broken Alone tour during the Edinburgh Festival, and she was going on stage after a full-on opera production quite late at night, and she was amazing. Joan, she was a very kind and generous person. People always ask me that, and she really was always giving staff presents. For me, she always gave me champagne or whiskey, and I still have some of the bottles that she gave me from the mid-90s, there were that many. 
By the early noughties, Joan had amassed quite a celebrity and VIP following for her live shows and would often entertain afterwards. She would always ask me to organise the party, normally in one of the theatre bars she was performing in, and sometimes very last minute, but it never fazed me and I loved creating whatever she wanted to happen. One party in particular stands out for me. Now, I can't remember if it happened in Brighton or London, um, but it had been a very long night. Joan herself had close friends in watching her and was entertaining them separately in her dressing room, whilst a group of VIPs were waiting upstairs in one of the bars. Now, after about 30 minutes, the guests in the bar were getting a little impatient waiting for the star of the evening, so my time was spent toing and throwing between them and Joan's dressing room. You know, I think it was nearly an hour before I could escort Joan up to the Royal Bar, and on her arrival the room was quite tense, but as I announced her to the room she was met with applause and cheers, and a leading VIP moved forward to present her with a bouquet of flowers. It was a lovely moment. As I moved away from her and to the bar to assist with handing out more drinks, I could see Joan was cradling the flowers in her arm. It was very discreet and I thought she might be struggling to hold them, so I just went over to take them from her. But as she handed them to me, she whispered, let's wrap this up. And in a total masterclass lesson of being a host, I watched her go around the room to everyone, make them feel a million dollars, and then they genuinely thanked her for her time, even though she was late and leaving very early. On the way back to her dressing room, I asked her about the flowers, which were now in an ice bucket on the bar, and she told me that the gentleman who gave her the flowers always fills the bouquet with jewellery. And I mean serious jewellery, Cartier bangles, Tiffany rings, and she was weighing the flowers to see if her lateness had upset him enough for the bouquet to be just that beautiful flowers. And it had. Now this story stands out for me not only as the bouquet of no jewels, but this was also the night that Joan told me I should become a butler. Now whether in the moment or not she meant it, I don't know. But it certainly was the push I needed to wind up my time as theatre manager and become Dan the butler. So, what is a modern day butler? Well, prior to 2020, 90% of my work was overseas. I'm UK based. So by overseas, I mean New York, Los Angeles, the Hamptons, the BBI, Ibiza, Monaco, and my favourite, the French Riviera. Now, in all of these places, a modern-day butler comes as standard, but in the UK, now I, I find it takes some explaining. To date, all of my clients have come through recommendations, and I'm very lucky that once a client has booked me, even in England, they get it, they rebook me and recommend me. But in a post-pandemic world where people are doing things more privately, there is an expectation now that hiring a butler is like hiring Carson from Downton Abbey. And although I do have all the morning suits and white gloves, and that service does exist with me if required, my approach today is very different. Now, if my Carson hat is on, then a day can include ensuring a dinner party for 35 happens smoothly, clothes are pressed and ready, 
bills are paid, reservations are made, staff from housekeepers, nannies, chefs, gardeners and drivers are recruited and, and trained, fridges are full and wine cellars are stocked and inventorized. Silverware is buffed and cars, boats and even aeroplanes are in tip-top condition. And that really is just the tip of the iceberg of what I can do. But what I am finding more and more across the board of my clients is that they are looking to maximise their time with their loved ones. And having me only taking care of the day-to-day hospitality really enables this for them. And this definitely means for me being more casual, not only in my approach, but also my attire. You know, I'm not even sure if butler is the right word to describe me now. I think I'm more like a nonna, if I can say that. A happy face in your home, making sure everyone is fed and watered throughout the day, and all communal areas are clean and sparkling. This, I will say, is by far my most favourite part of the job, as I'm there by breakfast, then setting tables for lunch and dinner for my clients and their guests, serving them all chef-prepared food and wonderful wine and taking care of all the cleanup, which just means all my clients, that's all they have to think about is to eat and drink and be merry and enjoy the company that they've invited into their home. In 2023, 2022 and 23, privacy has definitely become the new luxury and the use of second homes, and luxury rentals to that end around the world has increased exponentially and this is the area in which I now focus. Don't get me wrong, it's fantastic being with one family all year round, especially if they have multiple homes and you travel with them. But as I've gotten older, and I know I'm blessed to have this choice, but being able to pop up for one to four weeks at a time per client at a home or holiday rental for celebrations or just family time works well for me. So, is there a difference between old money and new money? Well, a little. But in a world now where you can make millions at 19 years of age with online content, the gap has lessened considerably, and I like this. When you go into someone's home, it's very personal. I'm able to achieve trust between myself and a new client quickly, so I always become much more. I'm often the first person my client sees when they wake up and the last person they see before bed. So boundaries go out of the window a lot of the time. I am going to do an episode on this separately, I think, but one of my biggest skill sets, thank you, Janet, is to know when to be invisible and when not to be. And this does not necessarily mean leaving the room. It can mean still being there whilst my clients are having a very private moment for whatever reason. But the confidence is there with all that whatever is happening will not get discussed or commented on. This role is very personal, not just to my clients, but to me as well. And the job is very varied. For my long term clients, I can manage their million pound properties around the world as well as their lives. And I do become a member of their families for the time I'm with them. Other times, I'm purely booked to serve the table and wash up for them, and this does have equal value. I am Royal Household approved and do work for three royal families. I'm under non-disclosure agreements, but I'm going to do an episode on some of the challenges and the fun I face whilst in their employ. 
The main reason, though, I, why I include Royal Household Approved in my socials and website is because of the security checks. Um, the security checks that you go through to work in a Royal Household are really quite intense. MI5 are even involved in England, but what I find is that it sets the tone for new clients that I can be trusted and have been vetted very intensely, and that's important. It's important on matters of finance and it's important on matters of trust, especially when you're handling other people's money or you're living and working in somebody else's home. Each episode, I'm going to be focusing on a specific moment in my life in private service, from the terrifying crime targeting the super rich to battling with private chefs, outrageous behaviour of the few, driving supercars and when to sign a waiver, what red flags to look out for with staff and clients, the real French Riviera, the tricks of the trade and what I've learned and continue to learn and some aspects of the rich and famous's home habits that have now become part of my everyday working life. You know, when I tell someone I'm a butler, I'm always met with the same reaction and assumption that I work in a stately home in a morning suit being very formal and that's just not the case anymore. Also, not every client is a billionaire or multimillionaire or high-profile person. I definitely have seen an increase in demand of my services from clients looking to celebrate a special occasion and have all their loved ones under one roof in a special environment being taken care of by me and this generally has become my favourite part of the job. Well, I hope anyone that's listening and anyone that enjoys podcasts will like what I'm putting out there. This is just my way of documenting what I do. If you'd like to know more about me, my Instagram is dan underscore the underscore butler and my website is danthebutler.co.uk. I'll say that again, danthebutler.co.uk. Well, thanks for listening and I hope you tune in to my next episode.